Hello, and welcome to the We Rise by Lifting Each Other podcast. I'm Michelle, and thank you so much for joining me today. This is one of those episodes where it is all about me. And I love that because I'm a Leo and I love to be the center of attention. Once upon a time at one of my jobs, I was known as the center of all fun. I will take any of these. So here is my bio. I'm an author, a podcast host, and a speaker. I'm also a two-time 12-year survivor of breast cancer, which actually changed my life for the better. My new mantra that I adopted a couple years ago is, I am grateful for this body, this breath, and this life, and it helps me navigate the hard parts of every day. Organization and details are my jam. My early career was spent as a paralegal and then as a C-level executive assistant for entrepreneurs and startups. After my time as a stay-at-home mom, which truly was the best and the hardest job ever, I volunteered at Breast Friends of Oregon, which is where I found support and encouragement from women who understood exactly what it is like to hear those words, you have cancer. I was later hired on as the patient programs assistant, where I made myself indispensable. I was honored to take over as the host of the Breast Friends Cancer Support Network podcast for two years, and that is where I found my voice, and I haven't stopped talking since then. I'm now the host of this podcast, We Rise by Lifting Each Other, where I highlight people and organizations who are giving back, helping others, and putting good out into the world just because. I recently published my very first book called I Never Liked Pink, Lessons Cancer Taught Me, where I share the nitty-gritty of my cancer journey and what I learned along the way. Nothing is off limits. One of my happy places is on stage, connecting with audiences, discussing survivorship and giving hope on how to move forward in the faces, face of life's trials by kicking trauma to the curb. Exploring with my husband, Nate, our teen son, Jackson, and two bonkers dogs fill my soul. Nate came with four kids. Now all are grown. Our family is large and chaotic, and I would not have it any other way. Whenever possible, you can find me reading one of the many unfinished books, either on my nightstand or in my Kindle or listening to an audiobook. Usually I have three different ones going at the same time. Falling asleep during good movies or binging podcasts. Today, I'm going to share about me, why I wrote this book, why I host this podcast, and what I'm going to do next. 2024 is going to be my year. So, on each episode, I highlight a happy hour drink because I love random trivia and a good beverage can go a long way. Now, I'm going to talk about my very favorite beverage, other than water, and truly my only vice. Diet Coke. While regular carbonated sodas and colas have been around since the late 1800s, Diet Soda was a 1950s innovation. The Kirsch Bottling Company of Brooklyn was the first to produce a sugar free ginger ale in 1952. The one and only Diet Coke premiered on July 8, 1982, and this product quickly overtook the company's existing Diet Cola. Tab in sales. How many of you remember Tab? I do, because definitely in the seventies, I know it was around my house, and they ha- it, w- it went with those velour jogging suits. Was Tab? They actually finally stopped production of Tab during the pandemic because the sales were so low. So, this diet cola is made with artificial sweeteners such as aspartame instead of sugar. And yes, I know I'm not saying that diet coke is good for you, 
because it's really not, but I am addicted to it. So much so that I no longer buy it for my home and I only have it when I'm out and about. The artificial sugar blend can be different in different countries depending on their flavor preference profile. I thought that was fascinating. Diet Coke is the third most popular soda in the United States behind regular Coke and then Pepsi. And if you want to add alcohol to it for some real fun, I recommend vanilla flavored vodka. In my house, we call this a leaded Diet Coke. Now on to our episode. Today is all about me. The book I published four months ago, why I host this podcast, and what I'm going to do next as a speaker to share my story and hopefully help others move beyond trauma. So when I describe myself, I usually start now with a two-time survivor of breast cancer. And I am so much more than that. I know. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I had a very great career as a paralegal and then as an executive assistant. I'm a wonderful friend. I think I'm a good sister, a good daughter. I'm a dog mom. I'm a reader. But there's so many things that are all part of me. But for the last seven years, being a breast cancer survivor is really come to the forefront. Even though I've been dealing with it for 12 years, it was really after my second diagnosis in 2017 that my mindset completely changed the way I identify myself. And that is what led to the book that I published a few months ago. So I started writing to share updates with friends and family who were around the country because while I live now outside of Portland, Oregon, I have friends in Southern California, Northern California, Wisconsin, Arizona, Florida, all over the place, and they really wanted to know what was going on. So I started updates in a private Facebook group. And then after my second diagnosis, I really started to write a lot more about blog posts about how I was feeling physically and mentally and the changes that it brought into my life. Mostly the sucky changes because when you're really in the thick of it, it's hard to find good things that come out of it. But it wasn't until the end of 2017, after I finished my second treatment for breast cancer, that I started to find that it brought actual good things into my life, good things and good people. And it really changed the direction of what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. This all started when I walked in the door of a local organization close to my house called Breast Friends. They are a nonprofit whose mission it is to ensure that no woman goes through cancer alone. And I walked in because I needed to do something. My son was in school. I had finished treatment and I was feeling lost and broken. But I really decided like, hey, I have mad skills, especially office skills. And what nonprofit can't benefit from that? Well, it really was mutually beneficial. There we go. Relationship. And I was talking to the executive director today, Allison Hancock. And I haven't worked there for almost a year, but we're still in communication because Breast Friends is such a big part of my heart and the good things that came into my life after cancer. So I went into volunteer, but over time, I really found support that I didn't know that I needed, connection with so many others who wanted to help me move through and beyond my cancer journey, a community of like-minded individuals who were there to support each other, and I also found my voice. 
And I realized that helping others was super important to me because there were so many amazing people who helped me in that organization realize that mainly I was not alone. And there were so many people in the world who wanted to help me. And mind you, I have an amazing family support system, friends who 100% had my back at all times, but 99% of them hadn't been through cancer. They had not heard those words, you have cancer, and how traumatic that can be in your life. But once you find a community and an organization like I did that will help you heal together through whatever adversity you're going through, it is completely life-changing. And I would not be here today without my time at Breast Friends, which was over five years and I will be a part of their community forever, emceeing their lunches and honestly, whatever else they ask me to do. But I found this organization and I realized that I had a story to tell because the first luncheon I went to for Breast Friends was an annual luncheon celebrating the community at Breast Friends. And I realized that I wanted to tell my story and I wanted to be on stage. And that was the point where I actually took my blog and my post public because I wanted to share it with people. And I started writing more and more. And over time, that turned into the book that I published last September 21st, 2023 on Amazon. But, you know, who's counting the days? Me. So if you're looking for it, it is called I Never Liked Pink Lessons Cancer Taught Me. And once again, you can find it on Amazon. I pulled this all together over last spring, summer, and early fall, and I finally brought it over the finish line and got it published. So Amazon actually really makes it super easy, other than I almost threw my computer out the window when I was trying to deal with margins and footnotes. Other than that, kdp.amazon.com. Highly recommend. Now, this is what I say about my book. I mean, let's be real here. I'm nothing if not real about my cancer journey. It is hard. It has been terrible. But it has brought surprising things and wonderful people into my life and forever changed the person that I am for the better. And I want to read you a little bit of one of the chapters called Cancer is a Full-Time Job. From the moment you are diagnosed until the present day, cancer will take over your entire life. I'm not talking about the emotions or changes in your body. I'm talking about the actual time on the calendar. From the time of the initial mammogram or ultrasound, which notices something abnormal, you are off to the races. Biopsies, MRIs, CT scans, and more may become part of your daily vocabulary. The sheer amount of time spent to determine if you have cancer the pathology of the cancer, and the location of the cancer is extraordinary. Don't get me wrong. I know how lucky I am to have had these tests, but man, is it a lot. You never truly can imagine the extent of it all until you know and you wish you didn't. So I really, this is me, not the book anymore. I did my best to write in my voice. And I've had so many of my friends and family tell me that when they read my book, they hear me saying it and they hear me talking about it. And 
they can tell that I literally put every ounce of my being and honesty in that book. And I had the best compliment recently from a reader who went through a different type of cancer, bladder cancer, but she was able to relate to so many of the experiences in this book because cancer is trauma. And it doesn't matter whether it's breast or bladder or lung or whatever, you still hear those words, you have cancer. And it puts you through this unimaginable time of pain, essentially, and uncertainty and fear. But I hope that what I have been able to share in my book is that there are ways to come out of it. And it's really by taking that really hard first step. For me, it was walking into Breast Friends, which was a huge pivot for me. And I actually recently was on a YouTube video series about pivoting after cancer. So if you look up my name and pivot, I think you can find that where I talk about the step of being so nervous and walking in that door to volunteer, not knowing what I was going to find, and then how much that organization became such an integral part of my life and then allowed me to move forward in so many amazing ways. So anyway, I hope you check out my book. If you haven't, you can find it on Amazon under I Never Liked Pink or my name. If you have read it, please take five minutes and leave a review because it it really makes a difference on when someone is searching for breast cancer books. The more better reviews I have, the higher it will be, and hopefully someone can find my story and be helped by it. Or share it with someone who might have experienced the trauma of any kind of cancer, because it's all so similar in terms of the overall lessons of what we learn. So I'm going to take a mid-episode headline break here. People Magazine, December 24th, 2023. Retiree makes wooden snowmen for everyone in town. It brought the community together. Pauline Parker started building snowmen in July. No snow needed. Her goal was to make a personalized, nearly life-size, custom snowman for every person who lives in her town of Burlington, Wyoming, population 314. While recovering from knee surgery, Parker, 65, launched what she dubbed Project Snowflake, making the first 40 snowmen by painting on wooden cutouts. To date, she has made about 500 snowmen that she has placed near the front doors of the town's 142 homes and to people in neighboring towns who heard about her work and requested some as well. But thankfully, she had help. A classroom of kindergartners and 20 members of the local 4-H helped her paint. The town's graduating high school seniors painted 18 snowflakes to accompany her work. And when I saw this recently, it really made me smile because, number one, snowmen are my Christmas decoration of choice. I decided that a few years ago, so I have snowmen everywhere. And she's also teaching younger generations why it's so important to give to others because by donating these snowmen, and they're all personalized with the people's surname on them and it's and they some people were making little like find the snowmen and get hot chocolate and all kinds of amazing things that came from her being down after surgery and needing something to do she gave back to her community and i love that and that's what this podcast is all about so let's get back to me because that's what i do so 
Through my time at Breast Friends, I realized so much, one, that I loved helping people and giving back from what I learned from my breast cancer journey and how it brought me to a better place. And number two, I really love doing it by talking. I'm an okay listener, and I've improved that skill from my time at Breast Friends because I truly listened to so many people and wanted to take in their stories so I could help them. But honestly, I'm a better talker. On the Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, I hosted over 100 episodes where I spoke with so many in the community who had experienced cancer and turned it into something positive, medical professionals who wanted to help others with their knowledge, and amazing individuals who created organizations to help others, wrote books, or like me, started their own podcasts. For these reasons, I started this podcast, We Rise by Lifting Each Other. When I left Breast Friends in February of 2023, it was to finally get my book over the finish line. And I did that. And it took me quite a few months to do it. And while I was home doing that, I missed I missed people. And I knew that I had been leaving Breast Friends. So I started that podcast even before I left Breast Friends because I knew how much I enjoyed it. So there was a couple months where I was doing the Breast Friends podcast and this podcast because there's never enough room on my plate or there is always room on my plate for more things. I guess that's how I would say it. My husband says I take on too much and that's just who I do. But I realized that I can use my voice to find others who are helping, giving back to their communities or even across the country to those in need who have walked the same path. They have financial, physical needs, or even mental support needs just because. The individuals I have had on as guests this past year make it all worthwhile, and it truly fills my soul. I cannot wait to do more of the same in 2024. I have some great episodes lined up for you all, and I hope that you just continue to listen and share because this is a passion project for me. People are like, so do you make money on your podcast? I'm like, well, no, it actually costs me money because of the hosting and the recording and the la la la, but it doesn't matter because I so love what I'm doing. And through the people that I've interviewed, I've actually started to volunteer more. My son and I joined an organization called Youth Charity League, where every month we find an organization that we want to go volunteer for. And I'm doing it because I have the time. And I I think it is so important to help people in whatever capacity that you can. Cancer really taught me that I have so much to give, not just in the cancer realm. And I truly think we all have a responsibility to give back and help others to make this world a better place. So in addition to being a published author, an award-winning podcast host, because I did win an award last year in two different categories, categories, one was inspiration and motivation, and one was cause awareness. Um, this year, I'm adding speaker to my resume. I love being on stage. I love talking to people. And I'm not going to lie. I love getting the applause when I'm done or a good laugh in the middle because if you can make people laugh when you're on stage, oh my gosh, 
It's pretty amazing. So recently I participated in a five-day boot camp where I honed in on what I want to speak about, who I want to speak to, and why I am good enough to be paid to share my story. I'm actually continuing on with an intensive 10-week workshop. I'm going to get it done in five because I'm an overachiever, which will really allow me to dig into my keynote speech, my mission, why I want to be up on stage, the value that I want to give to others. And I'm going to share a little bit with you today. So my mission on stage is to inspire individuals to move beyond trauma by empowering them with proven steps to create a new and exciting life. My working title currently is Kicking Trauma to the Curb, Embracing the Steps to a New and Fulfilling Life. And for me, my first step of kicking my trauma to the curb of breast cancer was deciding to walk in the door to breast friends. And my gosh, everyone knows how hard it is to step into somewhere new, somewhere unknown. Who are these people going to be? Are they going to like me? Am I going to be good at what I'm doing? Is this going to be a good place for me? Is it? Am I going to be a good match? And believe me, I was a nervous wreck when I walked into the door and I was wanting to be a volunteer. It wasn't even like I wanted them to pay me to do anything. I just wanted to be there to help other people and to make friends. And that is what I did. And after that, I really found the steps that have allowed me to get to this place where I have a book and a podcast, and I'm going to start getting paid to be on stage and share my story. So I'm going to share what I learned after the trauma of two cancer diagnoses with those who really need help moving forward but aren't sure how to do it. I am currently building my speech, revamping my website, so in the coming months, by summer of 2024, I'm going to be on stage sharing my message and help others heal beyond adversity in their lives. So if you know of anyone looking for a speaker, please send them my way. My website, We Rise by Lifting Each Other, is out there, and it's going to be updated soon. So please check it out when you get a chance. So at the end of every episode, I ask my guests, what is filling your soul today? For me, I got a call today that I actually have a job interview tomorrow at my son's school. Now you might ask, okay. With your book, with your podcast, and working on your speaking career, how do you have time for a job, another job? Well, I do. And I really miss working around humans out of my home. My husband and I are both working from home full time. And so I love him, but I need other people. Like I'm an extroverted introvert. I need to be around people, but then I also need to go home and get some me time. But anyway, so I'm applying for a very part-time job at my son's school, being an instructional assistant. I'm going to have the same schedule as my son, summer's off, and I know that I'm going to kick ass in this position. So fingers crossed for me, but it is also a job that I can leave at the door when I come home. In my working career, from day one as a paralegal to executive assistant to even being a mom, And now, and then at Breast Friends and with my podcast and my book, I'm an overachiever. I give and I give much to my own detriment most of the time. So I'm really looking for something where I can get out of the house, be around people, especially 
I get to be around my kid more. Just what every teenager wants, I know. I actually told him about the interview today when I picked him up from school, and he's like, huh, okay. I had to promise that I would not embarrass him, but we'll see. So fingers crossed that I am now going to add to my resume an instructional assistant at our local middle school. So that is what is filling my soul today, that I got that call that I had been waiting for, my interviews tomorrow, and I'm super excited. So how do you find me and keep up to date with anything that's going on? So for my cancer story and future speaking events, well, I'm not sure where I'm going to host them at, but my general personal Instagram is I never liked pink and that is also on Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn as Michelle Beck. Now for We Rise by Lifting Each Other on Instagram, it is just Rise by Lifting Each Other. Someone else already had the we. And but that's where you can find me and also on Facebook. So please follow, find what's going on. You can keep abreast of any future speaking things that I'm doing. Or if you want to send someone to me for future speaking, you can go to Rise by Lifting. We Rise by Lifting Each Other, my website. Wow, I can't even remember what it is right now. I think I've had a little too much caffeine today. So I just want to thank you all for being here with me, sharing your time, which time is one of the most valuable resources we have, and it's something we cannot get back. So I greatly appreciate you giving me a half hour today to see what I'm doing and what is going on in my life and hopefully where 2024 will take me. And my goal here today was to inspire you to reach for your dreams because they might actually come true. I never imagined that I would be a published author or have an award-winning podcast or to get paid to speak, which is literally like the best thing I could ever imagine. And all of this came because I went through trauma. That's crazy, isn't it? So if you're here, you know where to find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you could take a minute to rate and review or share an episode with your friends, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to reach out, you can find me on all the socials, which I listed above, or you can email me at michelle at weriseblyliftingeachother.com. See you soon. And until then, remember, we rise. (laughs) That's wrong. Remember, we heal together through adversity and we rise by lifting each other. Man, even us important published authors, speakers, and podcast hosts sometimes don't get our taglines right. Everybody have a great day. If you or someone you love has experienced a diagnosis of breast cancer, please check out Breast Friends. Their mission is to ensure that no woman goes through cancer alone by providing education, community, and support. Regardless of where you are in your journey, Breast Friends will help you navigate this new and challenging path with support and understanding. Breast Friends strives to be relevant, accessible, and inclusive of all who want to participate and aim to empower those to thrive beyond their cancer diagnosis through experiencing a variety of activities and informative topics in a nurturing environment. Breast Friends is thrilled to announce a partnership with Know Your Lemons to provide educational classes about symptom awareness and screening information to the community. Please check out www.breastfriends.org or email mail 
at breastfriends.org for additional information.